Hello and welcome back to Franklin Covey's On Leadership Series. My name is Scott Miller and I serve as your ongoing host and interviewer. Today's a cool day. I get to interview and talk with two of my favorite people, my friends and colleagues from Franklin Covey, Lonnie Moore and Gary McGuey, who serve as the co-practice leaders of our high school education practice. Both are senior consultants at Franklin Covey and authors or co-authors of several books. Lonnie and Gary, welcome to the set. Scott, thank Great you, to have you so here. much. Thank kind you, of Scott. a stretch, Gary, but welcome to Franklin nice Covey's on Leadership Set, man. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks. You've been in the firm for just shy of two decades, and Gary, you True. and I started about the same time, just over two decades. Right, it's hard to believe. We've had yeah. a lot of work together, a lot of time you've spent dedicated to our education practice for worldwide. Sure. Yes, sir. What I'd love to do today is talk about our focus, which is how Franklin Covey's leadership principles mm -hmm. are coming alive and transforming specifically high school cultures. That's nice. correct. But first, what I want to do is have you take us on your own quick journeys, as I do with all of our guests. Lonnie, let's start with you. Tell yeah. us kind of how you got to this role as co-practice leader of our high school yeah. focus. Yeah, you know, Scott, thanks for the opportunity. It's awesome to be here. Yeah. You know, Scott, I, I got started in education. I mean, I, back in college, I got this vision of being a teacher, and I became a teacher. I was in the classroom for nine years, middle school, high school math teacher. And while I was there, I had an opportunity to take this I course. I got the creeps there because my high school math teacher, <laughs> I took her like three times algebra one. See, I was a little <laughs> bit of a different kind of kind of cat when it came to like being a math teacher. Kids wanted to be in my class. It was, I can it was feel very it. different, right? I can it, was, feel it. it was very different. So while I was a teacher though, I had an opportunity to take this course called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Right? People have heard of this. As professional development. As professional development, right? And it wasn't even within the school district. I had to go to the Chamber of Commerce in my city that I was growing up in to be able to take this course. And, and it totally changed my vision of what I could do in my classroom. So I started using the content in my classroom. I even hate to say this is going back to the 1996, 1997 mm -hmm. time frame. And I started using this content in my classroom and I said, this is amazing. Long story short, was able to connect with one of our good friends, Chuck Farnsworth, right? right. And, uh, and Chuck made this connection and that brought me on board. And I've been a consultant and trainer, mm -hmm. trained over 2,000 workshops here at Franklin Covey over the years. Yeah. And now it's eventually grown into what we're doing today. Very exciting stuff. I'm guessing your story's not unique and that a lot of educators who yeah. may not have had access to the seven habits 10 years ago or 15 years ago, yeah adopted it from some sort of corporate sponsored event yep. and then brought it into their personal lives and into their classroom as well. That's exactly it's, right. It's a That's great exactly testimony. Right. Mm -hmm. Gary McGuey, how about you? What's your journey? Well, Summer Talani's former educator uh, from Toronto originally right. and I moved down to Utah. That's okay. <laughs> I moved down to Utah <laughs> and I was an athletic director at a private school called Meridian School. Right, right. Uh, teaching a gentleman named Stephen Covey, teaching his grandchildren and also right. Chuck Farnsworth again, right. who's our, our, our common thread here, here, right? Yeah. And uh, Chuck um, basically uh, recruited me to come be part of Franklin Covey. Yeah. And then helped uh, with the development of the first Seven Habits for Teens program back in 1999. And just took off from there. And, and Lonnie and I have just become, you know, continue to grow this and continually work, work with students and staff and, and teachers all over the world. So it's just been a great, yeah. it's hard to believe it's 20 years. Yeah, I'm honored to have you both here on leadership. Yeah, you know, this discussion today yeah. is gonna be of interest to a broad audience. Mm -hmm probably primarily leaders in the workforce who are looking to bring into their businesses high school graduates with a diverse set of skills, right? Technical skills, as much as sort of what we might call, you know, life skills. Yeah. And we'll talk a bit about that. Much of our focus on education in the last 
gosh, almost 25, 30 years, mm -hmm. has been based on not just Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits mm -hmm. book, but his son's seminal book, The Seven Habits of Highlight of Teens, right. which has sold north of five million copies, has been used by educators around the world. Right. Lonnie, let's talk a little bit about the impact that teens has had in the classroom. And then Gary, let's have you kind of take it a little bit further and tell the leader in me story. Sure. sure. So The Seven Habits of Teens book, Seven Habits of a Highly right. Effective Teens, right as, yeah. as we have it right there. Um, so this book, Sean wrote this book in 1998, and, and parents and educators all over the world, kind of like myself and Gary, we started to pick up this book and start to use it in, in professionals our as well oh professionals. I asked Sean why he thinks because it has cartoons it's yeah. why he thinks that, <laughs> that adults like me like it, it is so an much. entertaining read it is it really great. is yeah, for yeah. adults also yeah. yeah absolutely and you're holding the second edition of that and and it's great and so educators like myself we started to take this and there was no curriculum at that time right I, I didn't have a curriculum as a classroom teacher there was no curriculum that came with this so right. we just started to adapt it and now it sold millions of copies all over the world right. and, and th there's a countless number we, we don't even know how many schools are actually using this as for sustained silent reading in different, mm -hmm. if, if somebody had to push, I would say that there are probably 4,000 schools within the United States that are using that book in some way. So in many ways, 20 years ago when this book first came out right. or so, educators were adopting it kind of formally and informally. Yeah. And then about a decade ago, Lonnie, it kind of got transfer, transferred into what is now The Leader in Me. Correct. Talk right. about, Gary, The Leader in Me process. So a quick history. This book came out in 1998. We had designed a, a one-day workshop called the Student Achievement Workshop. Okay. We were going around the country doing one-day Seven Habits for Teens workshops, going fantastic, students loved it. Adults are saying, boy, I wish I had that when I was their age. It's great stuff, but it was an event, right? It was a one-day event, and events kind of go away over time. Right. Uh, the Leader Me book was written in 2008 with a strong focus on elementary. Mm -hmm. right. Now, the pendulum is swinging back up to high school. So we brought the process in. We have brand new content. Uh, we're so excited about this because the beauty of the high school model as we turn it over to the students right away. Students own it, they drive it, and the teachers, the adults in the building are more clear of the path people. So it's, it's just, it's, it's ready to explode. So you both, in, in, in many roles, right? You're, you've both authored books, you've co-authored books, sure. you keynote, you speak at conferences, at schools around the world, quite frankly. Right. And you also now are the co-leaders of our focus on high school youth leadership development which is also professional development. It is. Why did that become your passion to focus on high schools? Well, I mean, it's going back to the original piece that, that I was a part of, right? I worked in summer camps when right. I was in high school and college and, and then eventually getting into being a teacher in middle school and high school. So working with teens was where I ultimately wanted to be and where my heart has always been. And when we started working with the Leader Me, the Leader Me grew very organically, as many people know, right? It grew very organically, over 4,000 schools. And the majority of those schools were elementary. But if you think about this, the Leader Me came out in 2008 well here we are you know a decade later well those those students who were in like fourth and fifth grade are, are now in high school and so people have been naturally asking, well, well what do you have available now? Yeah. They started learning this stuff in fourth grade, but what do we have now in high school? Yeah. So it's really imperative that, that we, you know, and that, that's what our, our passion is, yeah. is to create this model that really takes leadership to the next level. And, and we've taken a step where we remind everybody 90% of Fortune 100 companies train their employees in the seven habits. So this high school model, we yeah. treat the students as adults. We talk maturity continuum, we use the same language as an adult works, and they yeah. love the fact that we, we're coming with this mature vocabulary. Let's talk about that because really in many ways, now high schools have the benefit of Franklin Covey's 100 million plus investment in research and development. And yeah. now you have high school students that are learning the same types of skills that CEOs are, boards of directors, directors. Yeah. 
in many ways, it's, it's, a, it's a great soft skill that some yeah. call it with high school students. So we prefer to use the term leadership skills as opposed, as opposed to, to soft, soft skills. skills. Yeah. Soft skills have been around for a while, and we get it. Yeah. People use right. it. But we, we want to bring a little more teeth to it. These right. are leaders. These are life skills, mm -hmm. these competencies. And it's interesting that in 2020, the top three competency skills that employers are looking for, uh, complex problem solving, critical thinking, creativity, those are the top three competencies. And it's a great question to ask, ask schools, what are you doing right now to develop your students to provide these competencies? And it's a, it's a paradigm shift for some people, because like, mm -hmm. man, we gotta, we gotta kick it up a bit. I yeah. mean, and, and there, is a, there is a perception gap, because some of these students feel that they're ready for the real life, and then these employers are saying, there's, like, there's a huge perception gap when it comes to leadership skills, where students think they're ready, and the, and the employers say they're not ready. Yeah. So we want to develop these skills, provide these, these life skills for these, these students. I would think now more mm -hmm. than ever. I mean, I don't think anyone would say the world is calmer and less contentious mm -hmm. now than it was a year or five years ago. Right. The seven <laughs> habits of highly effective people develops these personal, interpersonal maturity skills that high school students need on their way to college, yeah. on their way to work, on their way right. to summer work. It's an invaluable gift that educators are giving these high school students. Lonnie, walk us through what the process is of how yeah. school adopts the, the Leader in Me, Seven Habits content. What's it called and yeah. how does an educator or an employer who wants to sponsor a school or a parent get involved? Yeah, you know, Scott, a, a moment ago you were talking about like all the books that we have, like all, all, all of the books that, that Franklin Covey has been a part of creating and, and the, this great intellectual property that, that is out there. We want to make this all available to, to high school kids, right? And, um, and they're ready for it and they're ripe for it and they're looking for it. And so what we've done is we've taken all of the, this great knowledge and we've put it into these four courses that, that we have. And we have these four courses and the first one is called the seven habits of highly effective teens right. that's exactly right. right and and this is broken into a semester course it's broken into modules so in essence this is a semester long high school program taking the teens content bringing it to life and that, exactly. that's exactly right and and the approach it, here's, here's a key word PBL project-based learning so so this is not a it's not a standard classroom right we're not going to go into a classroom and see desks in rows it's really going to feel very dynamic very engaging in the classroom and when kids walk into this classroom they're like Man, this could be great. This so you have a fun. prescriptive process, not just the curriculum, but the environment well, and the facilitation. Yeah, and the we don't teacher. teach this; we facilitate this. Right. We don't teach the seven habits, right? right. We got to stop thinking rules and rows. Start thinking more mission and movement. Because yeah. I look at the content; it's taken directly out of the book. Totally. I mean, this yeah. is the same, same principle, that, same language that you know six-figure directors are learning right. in companies around the world. And as we know, the power of the seven habits is the common language, right? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, Scott, there was a point there that to, to make that when we talk about the um, our methodology in the classroom, right? And this is the key: is that the content incredibly powerful, right? Nobody's going to doubt that. The content, however, it's the methodology in the classroom. And and here's one, one of our greatest challenges. And and this is an area of of growth, not just in high schools, but actually in workforce readiness training programs and and everything. We have to have a paradigm shift there. We have to look at how can we prepare students but but what is our methodology in the classroom so no desks in rows right this is high engagement this is project-based learning it's a new term that I'm throwing out here today for the first time really called leader based learning learn by leading so how do we learn how to be that leader you're gonna get into a leadership role and this connects right back out into our whole school process right. because we see students Gary said a moment ago we release it to the students right we release it to what well, we put students yeah. in leadership roles I imagine a student 
peer facilitating this content to yeah, other peers. I can't imagine. Right? Yeah. How powerful. Gary, take us like into the classroom setting. Yeah. What do you see are the palpable changes when a student completes this semester-long course why would an employer want to hire that graduate yeah. more than someone who hadn't been through the course? Well, once again, we're talking about these competency skills. That, that's just really what we're, we're getting after, these, these, the, the hiring. The, the corporations, don't, they don't ask, where'd you graduate from? What, were your, what was your GPA? They don't ask those. They want to know, are you reliable? Do you show up? Do you work well with others? Are you trustworthy? Are you trustworthy? Right. And that's what this is all about. Right. Yeah. So right? when they finish the course, do they leave with uh, a certificate or a credential of some well, sort? Well, you know, Scott, that's really where we're working toward. And, and the answer is yes. And, and we want students to go through a series of learning, right, the, the courses, and we want them to walk away with some sort of a credential. And we want them to bring this credential to potential employers. Imagine coming to an interview yeah. and a student hands you this credential that yeah. says that they're already Franklin Covey certified right. yeah. in these particular areas. Could you, you, you would immediately know certain things about them, right? You would know that they at least knew the concepts, yes. had the language, had a sense of urgent versus prior, you know, yes. um, uh, Important, important sorry yeah, sure in, in, intelligence test there yeah. <laughs> and 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 Noah have a long-term vision for themselves yeah. how to work with others they're of crucial skills you're exactly right well, we're working with various schools a good example is in Bowling Green Kentucky the Chamber of Commerce is funding this whole process working with five, five high schools there and all the elementary and middle schools yeah. but with the high schools there why would they bring this to high schools we want to hire these students and they can the chamber there they know to the exact number how many uh, uh, jobs are open right now in Bowling Green, right, and they want to hire these students, and they want to give them these life skills. And Scott, there are a lot of other examples, right? Bowling Green is a, a fantastic example. One other success story: Vicksburg, Mississippi. You wouldn't really think, right? Vicksburg, Mississippi. Um, years ago, they happened to see Stephen Stephen Covey. He he spoke at the National Chamber of Commerce meeting, and from there. How long ago? Was somebody, it? Ten, 10 years ago, I think. At least wasn't 10. Yeah. At, least, at least 10 yeah. years ago. And um, there happened to be somebody from Vicksburg, the, the president of the Vicksburg Chamber of Commerce, happened to be there. Yeah. Well, she said, this leader in me thing is going to be the thing. Well, now every single school in their district is implementing the leader in me, and their community just passed a bond for like $83 million, and she attributes it to much of the impact of the leader in me yeah. and yeah. the mindset of the local yeah. community. So, and, and, now if, and now you even, when you go to that community now, you see it's from the change. It's, it's actually the mayor. I, I mean, I know the mayor of Vicksburg because we go there so much and we work with those schools. So don't think of a leader me as just a school there an airport in Vicksburg? There's not. you got to right. fly to Jackson and right. drive 45 yeah. minutes. It's a lovely drive, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lovely drive. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about the process beyond the high school student. Are the educators, the principal, the teachers, you said they co-facilitate. Is it, is it mainly a curriculum for students or is it also a professional development opportunity for <coughs> the school leaders? No, we take the whole staff through this professional development. We take them all through a seven habits. Prior to the students going through? Exactly, two yeah. day seven habits. And you know what's interesting? Our, our first engagement is called Leading Results and we bring eight to 12 students and eight to 12 adults together. We have this leadership visionary discussion. They understand the process. We, we see how does this align with other, other initiatives. And then we take the adults through a two day seven habits and what typically happens, the students, those eight to 12 students, also join the adults and it's a beautiful dynamic so now they make connections to these principles embodied in the seven habits and what we really the challenge for the adults in the building is to model the principles right. that's all we're asking right. 
because pretty soon the students are going to know and they're going to call the teachers Without out on the doubt. behavior when they're not living the content. You're going to tell me about being proactive, right. Mr. Reactive? I right. don't think so. Right. right? Yeah, and, and this happens because the students happen to be at the same seven habits training. Imagine a big training there, 80, 100 people in there, and then suddenly there are these 12, 16, 17-year-olds that are sitting there. And teachers are like, well, what? What's going on? Why yeah. are they here? We treat the students wow. just like adults. And they, respectful, they, huh? they yeah. blow the adults out of the water. Wow. They're wow. just so yeah. on so spot. Yeah. This program, uh, yeah. which I'm very grateful for, has enormous reach worldwide, right? It's the largest uh, weekly newsletter dedicated to leadership. Millions of people watching it, thousands of subscribers. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you have lots of principals. Mm -hmm. You have teachers, parents, yeah. business owners watching today that are thinking, I would love to bring this into my local school where my, where my daughter or son is, or yes, my business recruits students every month and week out of high school yeah. to work. What is the process for a business owner or a parent to say, I want to bring this into my school? What's the first step? Yeah. Well, I, th I think one of the first steps is maybe connect with somebody at Franklin Covey or connect right. directly with uh, somebody at the school. Connect with a principal of the okay. school. Connect with um, perhaps there's a PTA, a parent organization right. within a school. And that's really how the Leader in Me kind of has kind of grown the way it has because parents pick up the Leader in Me book and they'll, they'll go to a principal and they'll say, hey, I was reading this book. It sounds amazing. Here it is. If someone read the Leader in Me book, mm -hmm. that would be the best way to get an understanding for the high school program right now. Well, uh, probably. The teens book. Yeah, probably the teens book okay. and, and even the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People book. I think the Leader in Me book is going to be a great a great book to read to really wrap your head around the whole process yeah. and, and the whole reach of it. But if you want to be more specific around what's going on at the high school level, yeah. probably looking at the seven habits of highly effective teens and really the seven habits of highly effective teens, as well as uh, two other books, the speed of trust, as well as the right. four disciplines right. of execution. And yeah, we have all the, this contents integrated into the process over a three year process. It over is. A three -year process. And Gary, yeah. typically our high school, are high schools funding this through their own budget? Is it usually by corporate sponsors? What's the typical model? Yes and yes and yes. Yeah. Um, grants, uh, the, you know, opportunities there. Chambers are stepping. We're finding in high school more and more chambers are, are valuing this and they want to help out. Right. Contribution. They, they see the value in this, so that's happening more so and more. So if I was a small business owner yeah. or a leader in my community, I might get with the principal, maybe the Chamber of Commerce, and kind of figure out how to work with Franklin Covey. Yeah, connect with Franklin pursue. Covey Education yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, I think once businesses understand the outcomes that come from the implementation of this model, and we get students who are graduating with this credential that we're speaking mm -hmm. about, business leaders get super excited about it. They're like, oh my gosh, you're doing what I have to do when I get these employees. Right. So if you can have yes. them kind of employability, at the, right. if they can be employee ready, right when they come to me, that, that helps. And, and in a recent survey, we saw the U.S. Chamber Foundation said that 92% of, of, of people who come into the workforce, they, they need work. They, they're, they're not prepared. So 92% are not, right. not quite ready. They don't have the work right. skills yeah. necessary. Even though Moms they, they may think they are. Yeah. No. What's that? They may think they are ready, That's and they right. realize they're not. That's right. Yeah. Let's take this a bit personal. You've both been teaching our content for two decades, a day shy of two decades. Yeah, correct. How many seven habits work sessions have you facilitated? Gosh, uh, I mean, it's over 2,000 workshops. I think Seven Habits specifically, yeah. it's probably over in a thousand. The, oh, well over a thousand, wow. sure. And Gary, same yeah. for you, more? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not sure the exact number, but. Uh, what do you struggle with the most when, when, you, when you're living and modeling Seven Habits? What's, what's your, your um, 
Scott, you're, you're kind of getting me here because if my wife's going to watch this and, uh, you know, uh, it's habit five, Scott. Yeah, of course. It's habit five, you know, seeking first to understand, then to be understood. You know, I've got so many thoughts going on in my mind all the time, and it's hard to turn my mind off and just totally empathically be there. And so I think that's a, that's, that's a challenge that I find. In, in your experience, which of the seven habits do the high school students struggle with the most? Well, I, I think a lot of them, it is habit five. They will say habit number five, yeah. but a lot of them are really concerned with habits number two and three, right? Because they're struggling with, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Where am I going to go to college? What's my vision for where I'm at? And someone will say they have this vision, but they fall down on the execution right. of getting them where they need or to be. Or it sounds good. I think someone else wants them to do that. Yeah, for sure. Gary, how about you? Which of the habits do you think you struggle with the most? Um, probably habit five as well, yeah. you know. Um, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm talking right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, you're Lonnie. You're not helping. <laughs> yeah, um, you know we we facilitate this content all the time, and, and sometimes you get, and it, it, I think most people say that when the DNA gets involved, all bets are off. Yeah. Right? We're not as patient, mm -hmm. and, and when challenge. humans get involved, right? Yeah. All bets are off. All bets are off. <laughs> yeah, um, and then with the students, what I found with high school students, habit one, they really resonate with habit one. They love to talk about habit one, this habit of personal responsibility, which is huge. Right, the one that we know is the difference between high school and college. College is more around time management and habit three stuff. But with high schools, the, the biggest struggle I found, or not the struggle, but they really connect to is habit one, which is good. Which I'm thinking is a vital skill for the workforce. When someone's looking to interview or hire someone for whatever job, yeah. having someone that's got a context for personal responsibility. Well, taking, accountability, right. choice, responsibility. Right, right. Mm -hmm. right. Knowing that you're responsible for your own results, yes. you own it, it's up to you, yeah. and stop blaming others is a massive, I said soft skill, but it's a life skill. It's a life skill, it's a everyone. leadership skill. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. What's been your biggest insight on your own leadership journey as you've been exposed to Franklin Covey's content, Lonnie? What's been the biggest um, pivot point for you in your career, what you've learned from all of our content? Well, I, I think for, for me, I mean, there, there's the personal application, and, and sure, that's big, and, and the application of habits two, three, and, and having that vision and, and staying focused on being able to execute. I, I think it pushes pushes our thinking deeper into the future, right? And, and so, so I get a lot of kind of energy from that, but where I really get more energy is by sharing it with others. And to, to have a student that, that might come up to you and say, oh my gosh, this has changed my life. Mm -hmm. and, and this has happened over and over is, is, is not just, it's not about me, it's about them, it's about the student, it's about that teacher. And, and when they have these aha moments and they begin to go inside out and they start looking at their circle of influence, and they're saying, oh my gosh, you know, that whole see, do, get model that we often talk about, that I see myself differently now because of this experience mm -hmm. that you've led me through. Mm -hmm. Man, it's almost, you almost tear up when you, when you start to, to see the impact. And kids are desperate, right? Steve, Stephen always said, you know, the greater the pain, the greater the need. Mm -hmm. And Scott, there's a lot of pain out there. You know, there are kids who are dealing with, with depression and, and all kinds of challenges. And we have to be there for them. I mean, we, we truly believe, Gary, that, that, that we have like this moral obligation mm -hmm. to really do this. And, yeah. and, and we, I, I can only speak for myself, Scott. I'm doing this because we have to help. I right? feel it, yeah. We, yeah. we yeah. really have to help. Gary, how about you? Of your 20 more years yeah. of experience, what's been the biggest insight, inflection point for your own learning and career? Well, one that jumps out as you, as you pose that question to Lonnie, that students have never let me down. Mm. Never. 
you know, you go to these, these workshops with these students, these learn shops, I like to refer to them with these students, and they just, they just inspire you. They say these things like, where'd that come from? They gave you goosebumps every day. Last week, I was up in a place called Chattagay, New York, near the Canadian border, and this ninth grade student came up to me, and you could, you know, he was on this leadership team, and, but you could see he, you know, um, talking earlier during the day, he was talking about, you know, how he's bullied and at times growing up, and he had, you know, and he, come, he went to the principal, because she came up to me in tears afterwards, and she, he, he said to her, I finally feel like, I've been, like I'm important today, wow. after this day, just wow. one day. Mm -hmm. And we hear this all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. You know, we're in England, the young lady, what was her saying about being the brick in the wall yeah. that no, that no whatever, one noticed? No one wow. noticed. Now I yeah. feel. Yeah. So it's all around mission. Yeah. And one of the uh, question I like to pose or reflective question, do our behaviors match our mission? That's it's right. a very powerful question, isn't it? Especially at the high school level. And we get to do this every day. Gentlemen, I think what you're doing is very noble. Yeah. That you've dedicated your entire careers and lives to education and now bringing these, these, these necessary, vital, must-have workforce skills to high school is phenomenal. I have no doubt there are lots of parents and business owners today, you know, looking on the website to figure out what to do. Buy the seven habits for teens. Yep. Buy the seven habits. Buy leader in me. Get a good sense for it. Meet Absolutely. perhaps with your principal, perhaps your favorite teacher. Yeah. Work with the local chamber of commerce. Uh, mm -hmm. The website is it, what's the best website to go to to learn more about it. Well, just go to leaderme.org. Leaderme.org. Yeah, and you'll be able to navigate yeah. around from there right. to a high school to a high site. School. Right. Yeah. And if a parent or a local business wants to bring you in, yeah. either of you, for like a day of professional development or a keynote, you're available for that. Gary, talk about that process. Yeah, well, we have a system. We have a client partners, educational client partners, who right. would help with that. Um, probably the easiest is to call the Franklin Covey education number, and then um, people will help, okay. and, and we would love to. I mean, this is what we do. You know, we, you know, we do about 200 days a year. Who's the better speaker? Yeah. Well, Gary, Gary, he's a poem guy, you know. He's, he's going to drop some poetry. Wow, look at that. You, yeah. you know, and, and I, I tend to come with the humor, you know. You? People would think, you know, I'm going to bring the humor. You know what the, the key to comedy stories. is? Ask me, what, ask me what the key to comedy is. Not poetry. Timing. Not poetry. Gentlemen, yeah. thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Wish Scott. you the best of success. That was really great. Thank, you, thank you all for joining us today. How inspiring, right? I mean, two gentlemen who've dedicated their entire careers to educating students yeah, and now man. focus at the high school level. And mm -hmm. we'll see you back here next week on Leadership. As always, you can access this on all your favorite podcast channels. And we are the largest now subscription-based leadership newsletter in the world. If you're not subscribed, go to franklincovey.com, click on the On Leadership button, and invite all of your friends, colleagues, and families to subscribe as well. It comes out complimentary every Tuesday via email. Thank you so much, and we'll see you back here on Leadership next week.